The Ryan and Rush Show is brought to you by Vision Homes. If you're looking to build a home in North Central West Virginia, visit askvisionhomes.com. Vision Homes, building you a house you're proud to call home. And don't forget to subscribe to The Ryan and Rush Show, but don't take our word for it. Take Coach Neelan's. Hi, this is Coach Don Neelan, and you're watching The Ryan and Rush Show. Please subscribe. And we welcome you in to another edition of the Ryan and Rush Show, your source for West Virginia sports. After a tumultuous offseason and start to this season, Ryan, it finally happened. The good guys won. Raekwon's been cleared to play. Noah, on top of it, too, might be cleared to play. Obviously, we get Kerr back uh, this coming Saturday against UMass. We'll go into the details, and I know there's deadlines and everything like that because, of course, not everything can be easy, but we'll get to that in a second. But, Ryan, your former employer, the West Virginia basketball team, talk about what a momentum swing something like this has in the locker room. Oh, big time. I, I think for the staff, the players, uh, you, you could see how happy, just for example, take uh, rewinding, how excited they were for a cook that he was able to overcome his preseason, um, his preseason injury against George Mason. Now you add this. Uh, unfortunately, Ray Quant had to put out a statement or statements about his mental health, leaving himself extremely vulnerable because of the NCAA continuing to pick and choose which waivers they want to do based off of their own agenda. You got to give Ray Quant a lot of credit, man. Really happy for the kid. He he put himself out there. He took the stand today. He 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 talked in court. I mean, that takes that takes a lot of uh, bravery to put yourself out there, be vulnerable, tell your story. Um, of how you got here and why it's so important that basketball and why you need basketball in your life and the past history of the issues that you've had and, and the mental health struggles that you deal with on a day-to-day basis. And, and you got to give the got to give him a lot of credit. Everybody's extremely happy for him, not just because he's a great basketball player. He's great. He's, he's really good. Mountaineer fans are going to love watching him, but just as a person, as a human being, as a young man, um, it, between 18 and 22 years old, that he's able to play the game that he loves in front of uh, in front of this great fan base and his family. So great, uh, great day for the good guys, like you said. Uh, for this, for the momentum, I think the momentum started Saturday against Drexel in the second half. It was their best defensive half of the season in the second half. A cook showed flashes of why he can be one of those more uh, versatile defensive players in the Big 12. Now you get Kerr back, who led the Pac-12 in assists last year, part of 60 wins in two years at Arizona. Now you add Raekwon, and all of a sudden, some positive momentum for a change after six months of hell, let's call it. That's what it's been, six months of hell. And so finally, light at the end of the tunnel, I think. Yeah, this is the spark we've been talking about um, that we need. And obviously, we were hoping we'd get that against Pitt. But it kind of started, like you talked about, in the second half of that Drexel game. And it's yep. kind of just snowballed in, into what we see now. Now, there are a lot of details about this, Ryan. Obviously, the courts ruled it was a 14-day restraining order against the NCAA. And they'll revisit it the 27th and either concur, confirm or, you know, figure figure that out. And I know the worry is, okay, you know, we, he starts playing on Saturday. And he plays three games. And then all of a sudden, things turn around and... Now, not only is he not eligible, but he may have lost a red shirt or his eligibility for next year. Uh, Obviously, you've been in this more in the weeds of eligibility and how it works. Um, 
a lot of people are trying to still figure it out how it works, but you have a little more insight than, yeah. than the rest of us do. What, how does the West Virginia Mountaineer team approach this in terms of him playing on Saturday, for example? So, like you said, this is such a – I've been around a lot of compliance issues where you're trying to figure out if you can get a kid eligible or he's not going to be eligible, what it means going forward to waivers. This one is not like any of the ones in the past. And I think everybody saw the tweets with with the big list of uh, kids that are eligible all of a sudden now. For example, Curbelo down at Southern Miss. They play tonight. I don't think he's going to play tonight. The kid at LSU, Cook, He's. I don't think he's going to play tonight. If we were playing tonight – I don't think Raekwon would play, even maybe tomorrow. And I think Brian Messerly from uh, the sports information department over at West Virginia, the, him and Josh and, and Ren will put out a statement on what the team's going to do going forward um, here this mm-hmm. evening, I would assume. That's just kind of what protocol's been over the years. But um, I think he will play Saturday because I think they're just trying to get all the details. I can't see – the NCAA's got no juice, man. They got no leg to stand on. They're not going to overturn this in 14 days. All these kids that have transferred are going to be eligible. And whether you agree with it or not, as soon as they started granting random like two-year or two-time transfers like Musa Cisse down there at Ole Miss, uh, Efton Reed at Wake Forest, like you can't pick and choose. And that's where the consistency is always lack of consistency, lack of transparency with the NCAA has been. And that's been the biggest bone that everybody's picked with them. So – I think that they're waiting on the details. I know the NCAA put out a statement that they're going to um, notify each institution. So I'm sure they're going to get the official word, what it means, and we'll go from there. But I think I think we'll have Raekwon going forward, and I think Mountaineer fans are going to be very happy to see him on the floor. Yeah, so we just, in the chat, uh, John Kelly brings up a good point. Just had to, just read that the judge forbid the NCAA from punishing WU or any other team during this 14-day period. That's what we've been seeing too, John. Just obviously they want to get clarification on that because as we know and well, what we think, obviously the NCAA is doesn't have the biggest fans in the world uh, right now. That's obviously why you're seeing the college football committee be formed. Obviously we might see a March Madness committee break off from the NCAA one day and it may become an Olympic sport um, type organization. But obviously they're going to, the team's going to do their due diligence to make sure like, hey, like we, we just need to make sure we're not going to, be in trouble for this, but I think Ryan, kind of what you were saying, um, th- they should get the clarification they need just in time for Saturday. Yeah, I, I, that that would be what I would assume. I guess worst case, maybe Radford, but I, it's just the like you said, man. The NCAA doesn't have many fans. Uh, they they don't really have a leg to stand on, and kind of when it gets to court, a court has a way of hey, let's delay it two weeks, then you delay it two months. Next thing you know, it's going to be let's just address this in the off season. Um, and just let these kids play. I mean, you apply enough so, pressure, unfortunately, the Kansas Jayhawk motto. Uh, we're going to just sit out uh, the Prairie View and Cop and State games, and Bill Self will be back for Duke. So that that's kind of – if you just apply pressure to the NCAA, they have a way of uh, caving um, because they don't have the strongest backbone. Let's just say that. Well, well that's what's going to be funny about all of this is two years is going to go by, and they'll finally have a ruling, and it'll be, well, Ray Quatt, like what does it matter yeah. at this point now? So. No. Uh, Daniel asked what, uh, after December 27th, is it a permanent order? So I think it was a 14 day restraining order and it's to technically be revisited, but I, we're, we're still getting the details on this. They, 
as we were talking about Daniel and, and, and for everyone else there, obviously the PR for the NCA right now is, is atrocious. Like, they're they're not in the good graces of of many, and they don't they don't even know their own rules or how to enforce their rules. And you kind of start seeing that when this kind of nil and transfer portal began with the Supreme Court kind of giving them the warning, "Hey, figure this out before we have to get involved." And wow, they still couldn't figure it out. You know these these uh, you know, uh, these government bodies are having to to press them a little bit. So I it's it's a fourteen day temporary hold. They'll revisit it uh, the twenty seventh, twenty eighth, but. It, it sounds like everyone's pretty confident that this is going to stay. And like you said, Ryan, it could get pushed back a little more. It could get pushed back a little more. But it it, it sounds like we, we should be good to go. It will. And Jay Bills has been on our side. Jeff Goodman's been on our side. Like the big talking mm-hmm. heads that, that got, got probably more juice in the NCAA. They, they, like you said, it's a PR nightmare for the NCAA. So as soon as I saw Bills tweet the Raekwon thing, uh, the Raekwon video saying make him eligible. I knew he was going to be eligible. So, um, but I mean, we we could talk about it here in a minute what it means for this basketball team and what Josh could do. But yeah, it's just I I would be shocked if for some reason they overturned it in 14 days. What when does the NCAA ever? When does the NCAA ever win a lawsuit or anything? They they don't win anything because they have no leg to stand on. Well, how bad would that look in terms of optics? Is this kid? Yeah who we talked about it and unfortunately had to tell us his whole story. That's really none of our business. And, but he had to do it. And obviously we really respect Raekwon for doing it and led him to the position he is now. But now all of a sudden you're going to go through this kid. That's had a ton of trauma in his life. Mental health, finally mental health. He's finally in a area where he kind of got out of the situation. He need to, he has a coach that understands where he's come from because he's lived it himself. And now you're going to tell him, Oh, hey, nope, you have to go back to the bench. So it, it, it should be it should be here to stay. But I you think the NCA would have at least some some common sense. But again, it's what, what a lot of these bureaucratic agencies, Ryan, is a lot of them are just people with little power in their own lives and whatever power they can. They want to exercise it in any way they can. And they don't care what the optics of it are. So hopefully we, we can avoid all of that. Um, I think we're both leaning towards in an agreement and, you know, ESPN and all those are breaking too, that this should be here to stay. Yeah. They pick and choose their battles. If they know it's going to be a PR nightmare, they're going to run for the Hills. Like they always say they're cowards. That's what they are. I mean, it is what it is to call spade a spade. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy. I'm, I'm, I'm glad this finally got resolved. Uh, Pissed off. Obviously it took nine games, had to take some losses that, we weren't going to lose, unfortunately, but it, it the season starts now. The season starts now. I mean, this is our team going forward, and we're going to be judged off of these remaining 20-plus games. So before we continue with the show, shout-out to Robert watching from Thousand Oaks, California. Go Ears. Thank you, Robert. Yep. Go Mountaineers. And Kenny's been in the chat as well. Kenny's saying, I'm so proud of the players in the States for backing one another. Yeah, because this is – there, there's just no this is this is the problem is there's no governing body for NCAA. They let the conferences run some things, but then they're like, oh, we'll run this and it's a disaster. And we kind of know where all these roads are leading to, as we talked about uh to start this episode, where probably these college football playoff March Madness will have different committees, they'll run things themselves. The conferences will there's a lot to be figured out, but this is a first step towards that and you know, putting the NCAA you know, in their place and letting them know you can't just make the rules 
um, up as they as they go. So anyway, Ryan, let's talk about kind of what this means for this team and kind of speaking of March Madness, a goal that we still believe is very uh, possible for us to get to. Um, first off, and I think you agree with this, is in terms of the team and, and postseason play is we – none of what happened earlier this season, especially the stuff that happened before a cook came back should count against us. It should be looked at as a preseason. Um, I I know we had eight scholarship players, but obviously some are more limited than others. We really had six players out there. Uh, Sometimes, you know, when Pat, Pat had a good game, you know, we had seven out there, but it's just the fact of the matter. We get a cook back, but obviously he doesn't have his lungs or his stamina there, but he starts playing. We talked about the Drexel second half, get going there. Now we have Kerr coming back. We'll get clarification with Raekwon. We'll see what happens with Noah, too, and the best decision there. But, Ryan, we, we finally have a full team. The, the, this, this is when we should start to be judged. It, and like I said, hopefully the NCAA doesn't pull this whole, like, well, you beat us there. We're going to come back to get you on the other end, which they very well could try to do. But anyone with common sense out there, this is when our season really begins. Yeah. I mean, you're back in the – Unfortunately, like you said, we took some losses that we never would have taken, but it is what it is. A team that has gone 500 in Big 12 play has not missed the NCAA tournament since 2014. Ironically, it was us. Um, we were we were the team oh, that missed yeah. the tournament. So it's been a decade. If the Mountaineers go 500 in Big 12 play and let's say win three out of the next four, head into the new year, I think they can win all four. They're gonna go. They're gonna go dancing because. Those first nine games is not your team. We just saw it with the the college football committee where Florida State ran through the table but didn't have uh, Jordan Travis because that wasn't their current team. It's the same thing here where, yeah, the Mountaineers might have gone four and five, but they didn't have their starting backcourt. They didn't have their starting four-man, arguably. That's not their team. This is their current team, and they're going to put the best teams in the dance. And if the Mountaineers go 500 in Big 12 play in the best league in America that has, what, 10 teams in the top 50 in the net, 10 teams in the uh, top 50 in, in Kempom as well. They're, they're, they're going dancing. So the, the goals still remain. The first nine games, I guess, were preseason in a way, just because of the way the circumstances lie. But that's where we're at, man. We got we got to start – now we got to do our part and start stacking victories on victories. Mm-hmm. Another thing, too, and this kind of applies to Josh as well, obviously a different body, it kind of bring it back to the university, is I think th- this is when you have to start j- judging Josh from a coaching perspective. Now that he has a full team, let's see capable of. You can't hold some of those losses against him. I'm not saying, you know, there haven't been mistakes along the way and there's not been a learning curve and he's kind of been thrown into this. Like he doesn't even have a, have a full offseason to prepare for, for this sort of thing. But actually, if anything – it should make him look even better. And now that he has a full team, uh, let, let's see what he's capable of. So just like we hope the NCAA doesn't, or the March Madness Committee or all of that, doesn't judge this West Virginia team based on this, these earlier games, I think the same thing goes for West Virginia University and uh, Josh being their head coach. Yeah, he's had to call timeouts because the guys were so tired because he didn't have a sub for him. Who else is doing that in the country? That's not basketball. That's just like, I don't know, that's like some middle school stuff. That he's had know, to deal with. And, and then he's had to call timeouts because a cook couldn't breathe because he just came back and he can't play more than two and a half, three minutes. I mean, the guy's been the guy has been dealt a, a hell of a hand and he's he's done the best with what he's got. 
now he's actually got he's got a fighting chance. He's got he's got his backcourt back, and we're, we're he's gonna have he's gonna have some options now. He can play three guards with Kobe and the two guys coming in now with Raekwon and Kerr. Mm-hmm. He could play big and go zone with Quinn, a Cook, and Jesse on the back end. Um, he's got Seth coming off the bench. Josiah's going to start making shots. Seth and Josiah are going to start making shots because they are not going to have to create their shots anymore. They're going to just be able to step into shots because Kirk can play good off ball screens. Raekwon is going to draw the bulk of the attention. This team all of a sudden looks pretty damn good on paper if they can just come together and defend and buy into winning. What do you think happens with Noah from here? Where, how do you think they'll handle good that? Good question. I think he'll play. I mean, if he's eligible, he may he may redshirt. I don't know. I, I think I think Raekwon is one and done, to be honest. Like I think I think everybody's gonna see how talented Raekwon is, and this will be Raekwon's final year playing college basketball, in my opinion. Um yeah. I think Noah's a different circumstance. So he's not gonna play 30 minutes like like Raekwon. They may they may just redshirt Noah. I don't know. I haven't really I haven't really picked their brains really on if, if what they're gonna do with Noah, but Everybody I talked to in that building, Raekwon's a guy. So he's he, he's a special player, and finally glad to see him on the floor playing basketball. Because the last time I saw him, he put thirty on Kansas State in the NCAA yeah. tournament. And they almost won. That was a great game. No, it was, great game. I remember we were watching that, and we we're like, "Yeah, Who, who's this guy?" Like, mm-hmm. and then next thing you know, we find out he's transferring here. We're like, "Oh, well, yeah. hell yeah!" Like, we let's can go, man. Yeah, I, I remember uh, who was it. I think John Flowers was in the facility watching him play. And I remember his tweet saying like, Oh, this Raekwon guy, like, and really hey, you know, when obviously, yeah. When obviously former players are, are talking about that too. It's a real deal. So good news for, for this West Virginia basketball team. Yes. Right. Last time I said something about a guy like this that nobody had seen yet. His name was uh, uh, Deuce McBride. Yeah. So I, I think I got a good feel on this one, but I'm not saying he's Deuce. There's not many guys that are like Deuce, but. He can play. He he he's gonna he's gonna impact winning right from day number one. Ryan, you're gonna be like an eight year old man and being like, uh, I called it with Deuce McBride. I tried to let everyone know. And hey, hey you hear that, Deuce? I, I I was I was right there from day number one. Go Knicks, go. <laughs> hey, go. That's what's great. Go Celtics, right? So I have cheer for Joe. So there we go. We got a little rivalry there, but. Anyway, this concludes another episode of the Ryan and Russ Show. We will be back Friday, uh, do our pre-show for the, for the UMass game. Frank Martin, uh, Ryan's also former uh, employer up there, games in Springfield, part of the Hall of Fame game. Uh, and then we will also be catching up everyone with the transfer portal. I know a couple things went back and forth this this morning, especially with our secondary and stuff. I just quick side note: as we Ryan, we try to let everyone know it, it, it's going to be okay. We'll, we'll, we'll get players in the transfer portal for, for football. It's a lot of good teams are still playing and a lot of, you know, I'd rather get those good guys, you know, coming on our team, especially when it comes to the secondary. We'll definitely figure that out. Good news today. Let's celebrate Mountaineer Nation. Really put our, uh, you know, re- really support these guys. They, they went through it, these, these nine games here, and it's, it's, it's time to really stand behind them. So, anyway, we love you all, and we'll see you all on Friday. Let's go Mountaineers. Let's go Mountaineers. See you guys Friday.